Or welcome back to this episode of Crime Cafe Podcast. I'm Amber. I'm Coral. And this week we are going to be covering the Robert and Casey Hitchcock case. Yes. And um, this took place. Oh, wait. First, from the top, let's say that this case was suggested by one of my coworkers. Yes. Who um, her grandfather is actually from from this area and he knew about it and this is a pretty recent case this didn't happen too long ago i think what 2019 is when it happened okay um it's pretty brutal to be honest it is going to be on the shorter side but we're going it's important and we wanted to talk about it um yeah and it's a pretty cut and dry i mean there's there's some a little bit of question but it's pretty um Oh, I wanted to thank you guys um, because we now have over a hundred Instagram followers. Um, thank you so much. Like it really means a lot. It and that's where we update you guys most of the time is on Instagram. Like that's yes. our communication with you. Um, so if you want to stay up to date and like see a little bit of our lives, we po- post a little bit about that. Oh, also, we just got pictures done. Yeah. With Whitney's. Whitney Farmer from Farmer Photography. You can follow her on Instagram and Facebook. She's so good. So good. I literally died. These are yeah, amazing pictures. Thank you so much, Whitney. Yes, like, thank you. They're great. They're really good. So you can see some of those pictures on Instagram. We're going to be posting those throughout the next few weeks. Um, yes. And she works in the western North Carolina, North Georgia, and uh, Tennessee area. Yeah. So you guys can check her out. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that I sponsored one of our, or two of our photos on Instagram, the ones that Whitney took of us. Mm-hmm. And I have literally never been bombarded by so many men oh, in my life. Yeah. Not for me, for Ambrosia. <laughs> literally. Okay. We had this man... <laughs> <laughs> for her birthday, I put a bunch of, like, pictures of her from when she was really young or underage. And he he sent us, uh, like, react, like, yeah. emojis to every single slide. I'm like, mm, <laughs> she's, like, four years old. But thank yeah, you. some of them I was in, like, middle school. I know. I, we started getting <laughs> follows, and I'm like, oh, cool. Because I was hoping it would be, like, somebody interested in true crime. And it would be, like, Mark, Sean, Steven. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are y'all? And then they would like several of our photos. I'm like, you know what? Whatever. As long as these cases get out there, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) What the heck? And a boom, boom, boom. Oh, I can't, I cannot believe I forgot to mention this. Okay. Have you heard of the new podcast from Discovery Plus with Billy Jensen? No. And another girl that I can't remember the name of. It's called Unraveled. Mm -hmm. And they break down the Long Island serial killer case. No. Literally, I died, okay? It's, I swear, it's one of the guys in in the police force. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm shook. I need to go listen to that. That is such a good pod, like, it is so good. They're on, they're on, like, the top ten chart, I'm pretty sure. Yes, that's awesome. I love when a good podcast gets out there. Yes. Have you have you heard of the girl in the box case? She was put in a in different boxes and for like on and off for like seven years. She was held captive. No, I don't think so. Oh God, disturb! It 
where was she? Um, I can't remember where this was like located, but um, her name was Colleen Stan, and she was 20 years old on May 19th, 1977. She accepted a ride from Cameron and Janice Hooker, and they literally took her. Well, he took her, and they held her captive for years. That's like a fear of mine, being mm-hmm. held captive. I'd rather just be killed, like, on the spot instead of, like, captive and tortured. I know. Okay. So. Killed on the spot. Yeah, literally, please. Literally. It's not funny, but it's just. Okay. There's this TikToker, and he makes videos, and it says me and my best friend, like, making fun of our kidnapper or something. Oh, I love those. I send them to Corey anytime so he makes one. Because that would be me. I'd be like, I'm going to make fun of him so hard he's going to kill me. Because I do not want to be held and tortured. I know. Like, if somebody, like, if they're going to rape me and kill me, I'd be like, someone has a tiny pee-pee. Oh, yeah. I would, I'd make fun hard. I just want you to kill me. I would give an F. Like, seriously. Okay, this is not recent. Um, Let me see if I can. Okay. So, the first episode was from May 21st, 2019, but it's called, um, The Shrink Next Door, and it is, it's not even, like, true crime or anything. It's totally, like, in left field. That sounds familiar. But it is good. What is it about? Is it a pod? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I need to re-listen to it. I listened to all of it when I was working in home health when I was driving I would listen to it and it is so good but it's about um like this man next door that like manipulated this other man and like the man that got manipulated had a lot of money but he like wasn't even able to use his money Oh, the guy was in control of it? I think so. Took, like, took control of it? I need to re-listen to it. That might not even... Oh, like, he used, like, mind games to, like, brainwash him and stuff? Yeah, one... Though, I think the guy that took advantage of the other guy, it wasn't just, like, some random guy. It was his therapist, like, his shrink. <laughs> oh, so he, like, took advantage of him yeah, like that. Yeah, I think so. I really need to, like, refresh my memory of it, but I just had... I don't know why I was thinking about this. I just lay awake at night and can't go to sleep and just think of weird, random things that have occurred in my life. And I was thinking, yeah, and I was like, what was that called? I can't even remember it. And then I finally found it, and I wanted to mention it because that sounds amazing. It's it's good. I need to listen. Is it a true story? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. There's only like, well, there's nine. I've only listened to seven. When I listened, there was only seven. Oh, so but he's updates. Yeah, he's done two update episodes that I haven't listened to. Speaking of update episodes, you know how I told you about Cold coming out with three updates? Yes. They've come out with updates every so often, but I heard that they're going to be moving from Wondery to um That's what this Amazon po- Music. This podcast is on Wondery. Are they moving to Amazon Music? I don't know. Okay, because literally after a certain time period, you're not going to have cold on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever. It's going to be only on Amazon Music. So if you're interested in the Susan Powell case, that is the best podcast to listen to. I only recommend that one. Everybody has done an episode about it. Yeah. Crime Junkie, Gen Y, all them. But 
it is amazing. He talks to the investigators, U.S. Marshals, family members. I mean, it's just incredible. I just hate when people go to Stitcher Premium only, uh, Wondery Plus Premium only. Yeah. All of this BS. Like, this is, this should be free. Yeah. I get it, though. Like, people make a living doing this. You know, I'm sure that we would love to make a living doing this. But to be exclusive, like, that's crazy. You don't, that means everybody doesn't have access to this information. Yeah, you have, but the thing is, well, Cole does, but a lot of podcasts don't bring, like, new information. I mean, they, they just, you know, like we do, we just, you know. Exactly. We don't bring anything new. That hasn't really been out. Yeah, we just read news articles and compile all our information. Yeah. But we compile it all. Like, we Mm -hmm. don't, you know, news articles are just snippets a lot of times. Right. This is, like, investigative journalism, like, on steroids. Yeah. He really goes into it. Yeah. And updates. Yeah, it's really good. And actually, like, he is one of very few people who has actually gotten a lot of evidence to listen to. Mm -hmm. Um, And... He's very involved with the investigation and stuff. But, unfortunately, I don't think this will ever be... Like, I don't really think they'll ever find her body or know exactly so. what happened to her. No. He, like, a little while before he, he killed her, he bought an oxyacetylene torch from Lowe's, I think. I think he really, like, might have had some kind of psychological break or something. I just... I don't think he broke. I think he planned this from the beginning because... In cold, you can hear his, um... That's true. I mean, there's weird... He has, like, verbal journal entries. Oh, I know. Freaky. Mm-hmm. And, like, in one of the, up, uh, like, one of the ep- update episodes, they were just, like, letting you listen to some of them again. And he was talking about how he likes that Susan, um, like, does things for him. And he talks about how she had an attitude. Oh. And he needs to know that he's going to be treated good and stuff like that. And... Not even just that case, but any, like, case where a family member, like, goes psycho, like, mm-hmm. family side and kills themselves mm-hmm. and the whole family. Mm-hmm. Or, like, those two ladies that drove off that cliff. <gasps> the, the, they were married mm-hmm. and they killed their kids with them. They had, like, 11 adopted kids Cannot or not stand. Yeah, and they were abusing them and stuff. <sighs> And the neighbors were trying to help the kids, yes. but they were being evil, and they kept mm-hmm. moving, and they drove off the cliff. Yes. Yes. I don't, like, I can under, like, I can listen to a case that, like, has, like, a mother suffering with, like, postpartum depression, and I can understand that, and I could like, understand that before I ever struggled myself. Mm-hmm. But, for someone to just, like, f- like, be fine and not like go through anything and then just to flip a switch and kill their whole family right that is so crazy to me i know i I just want to like know why why? like what made you uh, turn on a child your child not a child your child literally why i don't and i think that goes back the same thing with um what's his name um powell josh josh powell um he's a extreme narcissist and the, oh, the yeah, reason he yeah. got rid of her is because she was a liability yeah. 
and he killed his children and they killed their children. And I think that goes with narcissism. Like they, your children, they think are extensions of you and they think that they should eliminate because they, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I think he killed his kids because he wasn't going to get to have them. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he was like, I'm going to hurt everybody I can. If I'm going down, I'm taking everything I can with me. Which is sick. And his family still denies that they that he killed them. Okay, well you ha- you hit them with a hatchet, so I mean, and set them on fire, and then they didn't even die from the hatchet injuries. I know that's a disgusting case. It's so I hate. And it happens. Stuff like that has to happen all the time. Mm-hmm. We just don't hear about it. I know. There are literally, when you start really looking into things, there are absolute maniacs living yes. among us. I mean, yes. really, it's scary. I know. Just like our last case, <clears throat> covering her oh, face, yeah. whispering to mm-hmm. her and stuff. And the Psycho. Thing, and the thing is, is like, you never know, um, like you get with this person. Mm-hmm. And you've been with them for a few years, but you really don't know them. And then it everything just spirals um kendall ray on youtube i'm sure everybody knows who she is she has been covering a lot of cases like where the girlfriends have been looked at oh yeah and um let me tell you this one case she covered really quickly because it's insane i heard this one case recently where an ex-girlfriend killed the the other ex-girlfriend and she was pretending to be her and like had her phone for years and years and sending emails and stuff and then they finally caught her and they were like the location of the ping is at your house yes freakish and they still haven't found the girl's body is that um he was like a doctor Something. I'm, I don't know. I'm not even gonna say anything. Well, I'm not sure. Yeah, we don't. I, I don't quite remember. I think it's this one that she covered. Mm, I know what you're talking about. The one in Florida, the doctor, and he got glasses, and so she had someone shoot him. Is that what you're thinking of? Mm-mm. Oh, well, that one's crazy yeah. too. But the one I was gonna um mention is the Jordan. Brown case, Jordan and Brown. he was eleven year old years old, and he was charged with murder of his stepmother. Eleven? Yes. Mm-hmm. Was he convicted? Yeah, I think he's still in. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, and she was pregnant. Uh... 11? Yeah, he was 11. Yeah, right here it says, the Jordan Brown case involves Jordan Brown, who was initially charged at 11 as an adult in the fatal shooting of his father's fiance, Kenzie Marie Hoek in New Beaver, Pennsylvania. Oh my god. Yeah, that is... Go listen to that case. It's on Kendall Ray's channel. It's very... Do you um, think he did it? No. No. Oh, look at him. 
I know. He's I a know. Baby. Literally, and he's charged as an adult. He was right. eleven years old. How old is he now? It happened in two thousand and nine. He was born. He's, oh, ninety seven. Yeah, I was about to say. I think he's a year younger than me. Let's see. Oh, wait. He was exonerated, it looks like, on July. This is an article from July 1st, 2020. And it says Jordan Brown, charged with homicide at 11, then exonerated, sues over stolen childhood. Oh, good. Yeah. He got exonerated 11 years later. <sighs> he was 22. When he got exonerated? That's 11 years after 11. Mm-hmm. That's sick. I mean, that means he just got out because he's only 20. He'll turn 24 this year. That's crazy. How can you charge children like that? Like, I get it. Some kids are actually evil, but like, mm -hmm. honest to God, what? How can you just throw them away like that? They have mental issues, obviously. If they, if yeah, they did. If they commit something like that, definitely. Oh, not to change the subject, but we're almost at 400 downloads. Thank you guys so much. Yes, thank you. We've only been doing this for a little over two months. No. Yeah, a little over two months because it's just the beginning of March. Like nine or ten weeks or so yeah. we've been doing it. Like, that's crazy. I know. Thank you guys yes, so much. thank you so much. That's amazing. Um, Share with a friend, you know. The whole thing. Follow us on Instagram. Yes, we want to bring as much attention to these cases as possible. Exactly. And we talk more about, more than just the cases that we cover. We share stuff all the time to our stories, start yeah. conversations about current crimes yes. and past crimes. Um, oh, I saw the other day, I think it was like the 20th anniversary of the disappearance of Maura Murray. Did you see that? No. Uh -uh. That's another thing that'll... Um, Police announced that um, the they know the person that killed Madeline McCain. McCann. Okay, Bobby mentioned that to me. Did my you see aunt that? in a message. Okay, it's been like fourteen years. Madeline McCain. McCann. Sorry, why do I call her? Um, yeah, so he's like a really big suspect, and police said that. Um, it's like very likely that he did it. Oh, that's so crazy. I've listened to so much about that case. Like, it's very interesting. I know. And they actually named the suspect. So I think that they, I don't think they would name him yeah. publicly. I can't like, I don't want to push blame onto anybody. But at the same time, I want to be like, why were you leaving your children in a hotel. In another country. Idiots. I am sorry. Like. They didn't deserve to lose their child. No. But no, Jesus. No. Seriously. Leaving your child. With the unlocked door. Mm-hmm. A glass door. And she said, you know. And the night before, they cried for them. She said it. I know. And wasn't there, like, suspicion that they, her and her friends were giving their kids, like, Drugs. Drugs because to go to sleep. Yeah, they were doctors. That was one thing that they had thought at one time that maybe they, like, over-medicated her. Because she had asked, yeah. like, why didn't you come when we were crying? Mm -hmm. So she had woken up the night before. Oh but 
I also heard that they think that she might have woken up the night before because somebody tried to take them that night. Yeah. But they woke up too much. Right. Exactly. For them to take them without a fight. Exactly. And not trying to be judgmental, but the Crime Junkie episode they did recently, Crime Junkie was, like, trying to make it sound like, you know, her parents were going out to have a nice evening. What are you talking about? The, there was um, child care available at the resort. Right. And you're both, like, doctors. or Yeah. And sorry, but if you want to go have drinks with your friends, don't take your freaking kids. Or you have good jobs. Pay a nanny to come with you. Exactly. Like, if you want to go have drinks with your friends at night, don't lock a glass door or whatever. Yeah. And drug your kids and go away. And literally, if they're all going to be sleeping, you would only... I mean, there was, like, five families. Something like that. You would only need, like... You could have split a nanny. Oh, yeah. With your friends there if wasn't they're that all many sleeping. Kids. Yeah, exactly. It was late. Sorry, but I don't feel bad, like, for saying that because... I know that it's to that you want to give empathy for the family and everything, and we do empathize with them. But at the same time, yeah, you that that's like leaving. Sorry, but like food next to a dog, mm-hmm. you leave a child near some like people that could potentially be a predator. And they're lucky that one of the kids didn't just wander out. Yes, like. I don't think that's what happened, but literally Madeline could have just wandered out mm-hmm. into the ocean or... Yep. Gotten stuck somewhere. Yeah, anything. Gotten picked up, mm-hmm. fell. Mm-hmm. Just ridiculous. I hope it's solved and I hope it comes to light what happened to her. Yes. Also, one more thing before we get started. Literally, this goes out to Investigation Discovery and Oxygen. Stop making John Benet Ramsey documentaries and saying new evidence, bitch. There is no new evidence. I know. Stop. Uh, literally, don't come back to us unless it's solved. I know. It's so ridiculous. It hurts. Seriously, I, I don't understand how we pick what is important and what is not. Because to me, every case out there with, like, a missing person or somebody that got murdered or raped or anything and it hasn't been solved is very important and should be pushed to the public. But we have cases like John Bonet, Madeline McCann, mm-hmm. Maura Murray. Mm-hmm. The same cases get a lot of light. Mm-hmm. And while they deserve that, they do deserve attention and people talking about them and looking into them. Mm-hmm. So do other cases that we don't talk about. And that we do have control over at the moment. Like, we don't have any control over John Bonet, like, yeah. the case. Or, like, Maura Murray. I know. I t- it's been like a long time. And it's sick that we don't and like we'll never get answers for those. But bring um bring lots of cases that are currently going on or just recently happened or have new developments or something. And that definitely have a chance to be solved. Yes. Um hold on, let me see. 
But also, I mean, still do the cold cases and bring attention to stuff that may never be solved. Of course. there's some you things, never know. Yeah, right. There's some things that we will always consider unsolved. Like, like Susan Powell. And like Jesse and Patricia. Yeah. Jesse McMahon and Patricia Mann. Yeah. The Valentine's Day murder that we covered. Right. That will probably never be solved. Right. And it should have been. Yeah. And it should have been. And they need attention brought to their case. Exactly. Like... <laughs> Also, I wanted to mention this. This is um, Gabalicious or Locious or something is her name on YouTube. And she does vintage true crime cases. So they're all, I think, like 20 or 30 years or older. Right. So they're all older cases. And they're really, like, she. I think she's really good. And a lot of her videos aren't long because there's not a lot of info. I love that. But I love that she brings information to these cases. Like these things happen. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. It wasn't 20 years this year since Mormor. It's 17 years. Oh, okay. And I wanted to mention this and then we'll get into the story. We have been talking about this and I just wanted to like put this out there. And if you like the idea, maybe uh, let us know. But we were thinking about taking like cases that don't have a lot of information and covering like three or four cases in one episode Mm -hmm. because we don't want like a, you know, 10 minute episode. Right. We could cover multiple people. If you Mm -hmm. would be interested in that, definitely let us know because I would like to do that. But I don't want to, like, draw attention away from one of the cases by shoving them into one. Yes. But a lot of cases we've, like, started to look into. There was one, um, a missing person in specific that I was going to look into, and I did look into it. But there's, like, there's... Pearl Pinson? No. No, Pearl has a... There's enough about Pearl to do a whole episode. But this was, um... His first name was Frank, and I cannot think of his last name, but he was really young. He was like five, three, or four, and yeah. remember his mom like sent him out to play, and his sister came back and had a plant or something? Is this in Australia? No. Oh. It was here. Oh, I can't remember. I had texted Corey about it, and I went to look into it, and there was, like, nothing. Just, oh, my God. Just, you know, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes of information that you could talk about. Right. We could fuse those. Yeah. And that will probably never be solved, but, like, you never know. Somebody could have seen something. Exactly. And remember it, or mm-hmm. or your, you know, grandma or mom could have told you this yes. thing that they saw when they were young. and hmm Yeah. Like the Delphi murders. Yeah. Like somebody knows something. Amber had the idea of doing like um going down the list of states in alphabetical order. Um, like Alabama missing person, like their biggest missing person ca- case, um, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, you know, we would go down the list um to do like like that kind of series, missing person series. However, I don't know in what format we would do that. Would we do that as bonus? Would we do that as regular? Like do one once a month or that's what I was thinking like do one once a month right um and even then like we could pick lesser known ones Mm -hmm. and do them do like you know two or three states at a time Mm -hmm. we don't have to pick a big huge known Mm -hmm. one right like I could do you know Florida you could do Wisconsin one episode whatever 
it'll just be like that, but we'll eventually get to all 52 states, hopefully. <laughs> 52 states? 50 states. <gasps> what the hell? Yeah, I, ha I really have, I have no business <laughs> doing any research now. <laughs> okay, let me wet my whistle. Also, I know I always talk about YouTube videos, but literally, that's all I do in my free time. It's amazing. Is listen to YouTube videos. But, um, that, the channel I just mentioned, she did, um, the strange disappearance of Mindy Chambers, and she actually had some exclusive information. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really think that that case, like, could be solved. solved. But it's like four decades old, and oh Mindy was only seventeen when this occurred. So go watch her video. It came out February third, twenty twenty one. Yes, yes. I've got some homework to do. Yes, I'm excited. Um, I was listening to it. <laughs> no, we just said we were going to get to the case, but literally, if you listen to our Valentine's Day special with Jesse McBain and Patricia Mann, like their murders. We talked about something called the MVAC that extracts DNA from stuff. I was listening to two cases two, on two separate days the other day, and they both mentioned a new device called MVAC. And I'm like, yes, yes please, please. Like, I hope that this becomes a new thing. Yes. And it is really going to solve, like, a lot of yes. stuff. Did you ever, it might have, I can't remember what this was on, but there was some case, and it was solved by Bug Guts. Yes, the fly. Yes. Yes. I what love was when that they do on? that. I don't remember, but it was on, like a certain um, fly that only in a cer mm -hmm. certain area and they only feed on the body at a certain time or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and it was on a on the person's windshield. Ugh, yes. Yes, it's very interesting. Crazy. But we'll go ahead and get into our story for today, or not story, our case for today. If we must. This is really. Are you shook? Yeah. You're shook? Kind of. It's just like. I don't know. It seems a little glossed over on some parts. I know, right? Like they just really skipped around. But anyway, we'll start our case talking about the two people involved, which is Robert Hitchcock, who was um, 57 years old and lived in Copeland, Florida. And Casey Hitchcock, also of Copeland, who was 32, and Robert's son. So, Robert was born in Detroit, Michigan, but spent most of his life in Copeland, Florida. He was a commercial fisherman for about 35 years, and he usually fished for stone crab or grouper, mm. and he was the father of eight. Oh, gosh. So, counting Casey, he eight had kids. eight children. And I don't know why. Oh, wait. I do know why. Casey was known as Fat Man around Copeland because of his childhood weight, but I don't know why that, like, followed him forever because that seems very <laughs> mean. Yeah. So. It's probably only because he got skinny. Yeah. Then there's true. a tattoo placer in here called Fat Man's. Yeah, there is. But he actually <laughs> is overweight, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I think he is. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. So, Samantha Hunter, who refers to Robert as her uncle, but they really aren't blood-related even at all. She said, quote, Fat Man has always been devious and jealous, 
the deviousness, all you have to do is watch the way he looks at people. You can see what runs through his mind right across his face. What? Like, so apparently he's just always been kind of... Evil? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's not many articles on this or anything, and she just comes right out and says this. <laughs> that he's de he's devious looking, and you can see it on his face. Now, now this is something she's saying after someone who she refers to as her uncle has been killed by. Mm -hmm. So she might have been close with Robert, but not Casey. You never know. But. She calls her, she calls him her uncle. Robert. Yeah, and then says that he's devious. No, Casey is devious. Not Robert. Samantha Hunter, who refers to Robert as her uncle, even though they're blood related, said Fat Man has always been devious and jealous. And Fat Man is Casey. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what the heck? I was just letting you know oh, who so, Rebecca Hunter was. So she's like, yeah, he's devious. Yeah. She's not just some random, like, stranger that they found. That does street. make sense, though, because I looked up pictures of Robert and Casey. Casey looks like the devil incarnate. And Robert looks really sweet. Like, look at this pic. I don't know if he's sweet. Uh, Amber's looking at me like, uh. But I guess we'll find out. I mean, there's some info. Okay. There's some info. <laughs> so... <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, Robert and Casey were on the boat called No Bitchin'. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna name my kitchen that. <laughs> Do you want? It, they were on the boat about 66 miles west of Marco Island on March 18th, 2019. Also aboard the boat was Captain Yamar Jesus Perez. Mm -hmm. They were fishing for grouper and had been at sea for about a week. Wow. Yeah. So he so, uh, did this for a living? Yes. Okay. Robert did. He was a yeah. commercial fisherman. That's cool. Yeah. Casey didn't usually work as a commercial fisherman, but he would from time to time, mostly filling in for fishermen who couldn't make it. Um, Casey would go out with him, Robert, every now and again on the fishing trips when he wasn't in jail. <laughs> yeah. Roy Linda Abney said. Yeah. When he wasn't in jail, he was on the sea. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just noticed I wasn't close enough to the mic. Literally, I'm not <laughs> professional. So, okay. When he wasn't in jail, Roy Linda said, the boat was anchored and Perez was trying, Perez, like the captain, was trying to fix the alternator with parts from a, a second alternator. Casey offered to help. Ah! Then Casey picked up the second alternator and went to where his dad, Robert, was sleeping. Perez said he then heard Casey slam the alternator down near Robert. And then Perez saw Casey strike Robert in the head twice. Uh... I mean, it literally goes from nothing to everything. Okay. Um... Okay. The murder happened around 7 a.m. and Casey threw the alternator off the boat. Okay, why? Because the captain saw him. I don't know. Uh, 
Perez also told the investigator that he saw Casey carrying a hammer as he left the area where Robert was sleeping and thought that he might have struck the father with with it as well. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but yeah, offense. It was literally nothing. And then how do you go from... Do you need my help fixing the alternator on this boat <laughs> to I'm gonna actually just carry it and kill my dad with it, okay? Um wouldn't he be missed by his children? Or Perez? Yeah. You have two men on this boat and then there's just one. What would you do if you were the captain? Probably jump off the boat. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> Yeah. You definitely that, have to pick up the other alternator and hit Casey. <laughs> I know that was his dad. I was some random fisherman it's, captain. It's really not funny. I'm just laughing because he's dumb. So Perez then contacted the U.S. Coast Guard for immediate assistance. Literally, and he tried to help Robert. And this is really graphic. But his skull was soft and felt crushed. Ew, uh, why did he touch it? Because he was trying to help him. Oh. A Coast Guard rescue swimmer boarded the boat and found Robert with significant head and face injuries and determined that he was dead. The boat was then escorted to the Coast Guard station at Fort Myers Beach. And um, during an interview with a special agent of the Coast Guard, Casey made several comments indicating that the dead man was his father and that he had raped him. That Robert had raped Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he declined to provide a statement with, without an attorney present when questioned by investigators. I don't blame him. I don't either. Um... If a police officer literally says hey to me, I'm like, I need an attorney. I know. Because you never know. License and registration, I need an attorney. I know. Wait. So he threw the... There was a witness, and he threw the alternator off and then stayed on the boat himself. Yeah. That's good. Was he on drugs? I don't know. Mm. And literally, that's like all. Mm. There really was about, like, anything until the case, or the trial. Like, there's just not a lot out there about this. There's literally, like, four articles about this whole case. He just did it, and he's like, bye. That's it. Yeah, but, I mean, he, like, he couldn't deny it. No, obviously not. There was no denying? Because he said he raped me. Yeah. He's like, so that I had to. Yeah. So, we then go to the trial, and Casey actually turns around and is chatting with a group of eight of his supporters before the hearing. So, he's like... He's got uh, all eight supporters. <laughs> I don't there. I don't know if there was more, but he was talking to those. <laughs> Um, and he said, or, um, his wife said, I am always going to be by your side and you will come home one day. That is so sweet. That's what his wife, Tina, is her name, said. Mm-hmm. 
And she said this before the hearing. I don't know. Like the hearing for Bond or something? No, to like convict him of bludgeoning his dad to death. Hmm. But then on the opposite side of the courtroom actually sat two of Casey's aunts, Pamela Morrill and Kimberly Hunt, and they both testified on behalf of the prosecution. Interesting. Are these um, Robert's sisters? Yes. Okay. So... It's not a question, like, did he kill his father? Is it premeditated or self-defense? Yes, exactly. So, during the testimony, Casey said he beat his father with the alternator because he was in a panic after his father molested and touched him sexually. He asked his father for something to drink, then fell asleep and knew he was molested when he woke up. Casey Hitchcock said. He testified that. Yes. That he felt like he was molested when he woke up. He asked his father for a drink, fell asleep, and then knew. Oh. He was molested when he woke up. Hmm. Not to victim blame, but like what? You know, because I don't want to say he's not telling the truth. I know. Because I don't know. But like, that's weird. I don't, I don't understand the whole like, story of that at all, really. Is there any other incidents, like, the kids can say that that's true? There's nothing else said by, um, the siblings that I had found. But, um, allegedly his father sexually assaulted him and his siblings beginning at a young age, is what Casey says. Oh, my God. And he also said that Robert made the brothers fight each other as punishment and put them through mental, sexual, and physical abuse. That's very specific. I don't think he would come up with that. Just I know. I feel like... I don't know if his if anything happened that night on the boat or even that week on the boat. <clears throat> I just feel like something has happened at one time, at least. Yeah. Something might have happened on the boat. I don't know. I'm just saying I feel like something has happened at some time. Like there's something between them. Yeah. That's not good. Because that's just crazy to literally like. Just do it. Be fishing with him, helping him, making money, and then to kill him. Right. But I also don't know why like maybe the sisters or brothers didn't. I mean, there were seven others. Right. They didn't say anything about it, really. Like, Did they testify at all? mm Mm-mm. Not that I found anything about. That sucks. Yeah. You would think that if something happened... Well, I don't know, though, because a lot of victims don't want to testify. Exactly. Which is understandable. And he's already dead. Yeah, exactly. He's not the one on trial. Yeah, so you're not stopping anyone from further experiencing this. He's not going to be sentenced to jail if you testify. Right. Because he's dead. However, though, if you 
However, you didn't want case if you yeah wanted, your brother right. <laughs> so you would think that they would testify to help him, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I don't either. And that that he could have had a strained relationship with all of his siblings. Yeah. Like, he was in some trouble. Like, his own niece said that. No. It was his niece? Mm. Robert's niece? Remember, they weren't really blood-related. Oh. Well, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said that he seemed devious Mm -hmm. and stuff. And I saw that he was arrested in 2013 for assault with a deadly weapon. Well, there's more. I talk about all of his arrests in here. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. I want to see. Or hear. Yeah. Okay. He originally faced a second-degree murder charge and was accused of bludgeoning Robert to death with an alternator. Placey. Placey. <laughs> While Robert was sleeping. Also, yes. Robert wasn't awake. God. Casey pled guilty to a lesser charge of assault with a dangerous weapon with intent to do bodily harm on June 17th as part of a plea deal. They dropped the murder charge Mm -hmm. if he pled guilty to assault with a deadly weapon. Because that's like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah, that's all you can get, but... (gasps) Just just keep going. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. He accepted this deal after the Lee County Medical Examiner's Office changed his father's cause of death from homicide to undetermined. What? And then... How could um, it be undetermined? Yeah. So, also, um, I'm putting down here, that the Lee County Medical Examiner's Office amended his father's manner of death and cause of death from blunt force trauma to the head to... You have to tell me this word. B-A-S-I-L-A-R. It's the last pair or little mark. Hold on. Where does it say? Look at the very last little mark thing. I don't know why I split that part up about what it was like changed to. You can read that okay. if you want to. So, the medical examiner's office amended his father's manner of death and cause of death from blunt force trauma to the head to bacillar subarachnoid hemorrhage of the undetermined etiology. Excuse me? I know. So, what, his brain explode? Um... That's like BS. I know. Okay, why? Yeah. I don't know why. Florida's literally always like this. I know. Like Casey Anthony? Okay. I know. But he then said that the autopsy report changes meant that his office could no longer per- proceed to trial with the murder charge. Uh, which is from why, homicide to undetermined, so they couldn't. Yeah, which is why the attorneys right. offered the plea deal. District Judge Thomas Barber sentenced Casey Hickok to nine years and seven months, or 115 months in prison, with a three-year term of supervised release. Why? He's been in jail 4,000 times at this point. Oh, I remember my coworker saying that he got out. Didn't he? I don't think so. Oh, I don't know what she's talking about. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You want me to go? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? 
So, Casey will be required to participate in substance abuse and mental health treatment programs and 100 hours of community service once he is released from prison. Mm-hmm. He will also have to pay a special assessment of $100 as part of his sentence. He pays $100 for what? Per month? Per week? Per? Per one time. Okay. <laughs> So, the maximum sentence that he could have got from this was 10 years or 21 months in prison. 21 months? 120 months. (laughs) Um, But the judge chose not to sentence Casey to the maximum sentence because he cooperated with the judicial process and pled guilty to the assault charge. Oh, what a good guy. He's so nice. And then the um, judge actually said he deserves a little time off for pleading guilty. Mm, Love that. (laughs) And then he also said that he does believe the defendant was abused and agrees he had a very difficult life. But Casey Hitchcock is a danger to other people. And there is a 100% chance he will commit more crimes if he isn't incarcerated. Right. That's what the judge said. The mm. judge literally just said that, that there's a 100% chance. <laughs> he will commit more crimes That's if horrible. he isn't incarcerated. No hope. <laughs> but I'm not going to even give him the maximum sentence. Because right. he pled guilty. <laughs> I literally don't understand. So when he does another crime, he'll be like, I knew it. I know. But he also mentioned Casey's long criminal history and court records. And um, Casey was guilty on a battery charge in 2006 and sentenced to 60 days in county jail. Mm. He was guilty on an aggravated assault charge in 2009 and spent from December 2009 to August 2013 in state prison. He spent from August 2008 to February 2009 in state prison after he was found guilty of aiding a jail escape. And that was all from, like, the um, (laughs) Florida Department of Corrections. That said, the Florida So he has a pass for beating the shit out of people. Yeah, and the Florida Department of Corrections uh, determined that he aided a jail escape. (laughs) Oh my god. And then he also could have been fined $250,000, but Barber waived the fines and cited Casey's financial situation Mm. as, like, the reason he doesn't have to pay that and he only has to pay $100. But we can't waive student loans. But it went from $250,000 to $100. Let's see what percentage that is. (laughs) He had to pay 0.04% of his fine, but we can't waive student loans. Goodbye. Or anything. Why can't we just waive anything, to be honest? <laughs> I know there's like a, um, you know, there's like a cycle that money has to have and they have to be able to track it and stuff. Yeah. But I'm like, but we make those rules. Literally. We're the ones that made that. Why? Why can't there not be a rule? I know so that weird. someone could explain that to me, but just print it. Literally. I know that sounds dumb, but just print it. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. 
Because they're like, no, we can't because, and I'm like, but you made that up. I know. We're a society. We made it up. These are our rules. Anyway. Why did we ever go to money? Why don't we just like trade the services? I know. Like, I can build you a house, cut your hair, do your nails. <laughs> you come fix my roof. Oh my God. I'll cut your wife's hair if you'll fix my roof. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. But instead, we're like, you don't have $250,000? Okay, well, you're pretty sweet, and you're poor, so just give me 100 buckies. Um, Actually, I had a groomer for my dog one time, and she would trade. um, My mom and aunt ran a thrift store, and she would trade my aunt's dog groom for merchandise. Yes. Yes. And she also would trade a lady um, um, to get her nails done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I would do that a lot. Yes. If I had a service. Yeah. What was I going to say? It was something about trading. <laughs> did you ever have, you didn't go to middle school here, did you? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Did you ever do bartering in middle school? Mm-hmm. What'd you get? Oh, I don't mm-hmm. remember. Mm-mm. Probably I remember. nothing good. I got like this broken gold watch. Love that. But it wasn't real gold, obviously. I mean, it was just like some fake like $10 watch. Do you still have it? Doubtful. Oh my it God. was broke. It probably <laughs> ended up in the trash can somewhere. <laughs> you, you remember geocaching? Yeah. That's fun. I know. But we had, what I was just talking about, we had a whole thing in middle school where you had to bring something and you had to trade it like at least once, but you could trade it a bunch with, like, you could just trade whatever you got with different people. <laughs> so annoying. And somehow I got stuck with the broke <laughs> That reminds me of the episode in the office where they're trading presents and the limit was like uh, $50 or something and he mm-hmm. bought... Michael bought an iPod Touch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we already read it, but he accepted the deal after they changed the thing. (laughs) That doesn't sound like professional at all, but they changed the death from blunt to hemorrhage or whatever. Homicide to undetermined. Yeah. Everyone's listening like what? (laughs) I don't understand how it could be... Like, I mean, I guess it's like Casey's word against the captain's word. Exactly. But, I don't know. This is like a crazy case where there just really wasn't enough information. Like, I wish there was more. I know. I wish that the siblings would have came forward and said something or done something. or Exactly, because that would change everything for me. Yeah. Me too. U.S. Attorney said the the U.S. Attorney said the autopsy report changes meant this office could no longer proceed to trial with the murder charge. So that's oh my god. Yeah, I know. See, this is what I don't get. Like, why you can change like an actual murder to like manslaughter or aggravated battery or whatever. You literally murdered somebody in that murder. I know. I don't get it. Like, murder is murder. Why am I the one that have to say that? And, like, okay, if his dad did do something to him, then he had it coming. What do you mean? 
I mean, people were, like, molesting him. He was a 32-year-old man at this point. Oh, he had the He's beating not, coming to him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I go. I mean, he shouldn't have killed him. No. At all. Mm-hmm. But should have, like, turned him into uh, yeah, the obviously, police. Obviously, he had a rough life because he yeah. was getting in trouble a lot and everything. Obviously, he needed help. Yeah. Maybe his dad was horrible. I yeah. mean, we get that. We get you know, kids getting mad because they were abused really badly. And a lot of, like, what I read kind of tried to make Robert out to be a really good guy and Casey to not be as good. But a lot of things look different from the ins- or the outside looking in Absolutely. than from the inside looking out. You never know. Yeah, you never know what a kid's going through a home anything mm-hmm. so or what an adult child is dealing with exactly and i mean this kind of like the menendez brothers mm-hmm. they you know a lot of people don't believe them but i believe them yeah i mean i don't know why they would lie i mean i know why they would lie but well yeah and i believe casey too i just wish his other siblings could have confirmed I know. I wish we found... Well, there's probably nothing out there about it. Because there wasn't a trial for murder. Yeah. Because he pled. And it... In the end, it doesn't matter, really, like, what any of them say. hmm Because I feel like they weren't looking at that. They're looking at, like, did he kill this man? Yes. Yes. He did. It's just like Gypsy Rose Blanchard, like... Yeah, she was abused horribly by her mom. You know, like, making her take medicine and do surgery yes. and stuff. But at the end of the day, she had her mom killed. But she didn't get that long. No, she didn't, like, 13 years or something. Yeah, and I mean, I say not that long, but, like... Yeah. But, and he got less than that. I mean, he only got nine years. Who? Casey. Oh, I thought you meant the guy that... Uh, no, he, he got life. Locked. Yeah. He needs to go to a mental institute, Excuse not a prison. Me? Life in prison. Mm-hmm. He. There's something really wrong with him. I know. He needed help. He thought he was a 500 year old vampire. Bye. <laughs> yeah. He did. I know. I heard that on the Dr. Phil podcast. Like, he doesn't need prison, he needs a help. mental. Yeah. And also, I think she. I don't think she's as innocent as she acts. No. I mean, she knew what she asked him there to do. She says she didn't, but I know she did. Yeah. I feel like she could have just as easily have, like, went out and got in the cab and went with him Mm -hmm. to wherever he lived. I mean... It's not like, like, if your mom, like, puts you out as a missing person or whatever, you just go to the police station and you say, this is who I am, I'm fine, I'm not being held against my will, she's done this to me my whole life, like, I need some mental tests, some blood tests from doctors to show that I'm not this way, that she's... And I guess, like, I, I agree, but at the same time, like... I guess there's that captor fear oh, that yeah. she would take her back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know because she did. I know she caught. She ran away one time. Mm-hmm. 
And she brought her back. I know. And she was like, I wish I could have told my dad and stuff. And I get that. But, like, I remember, this is really personal, but, like, I remember uh, coming with my mom down to visit my grandparents. And I started crying. And in front of everybody, I said, I don't want to go back. Yeah. Like, I don't want to. And I feel like she should have just said, something's wrong. I don't want to, even if it was in front of her mom, like, cry for help. Because her dad would have helped her. And the doctors, like, Mm -hmm. one of her doctors really started questioning things. And knew. Yeah, and I mean, and her mom let her go freely, like, in a movie theater, in the mall. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I mean, she went and bought a knife in the mall by herself. Girl. I know. She was, like, on drugs, though, so. You know, not, like, straight drugs, but... Oh, yeah, prescribed. She's probably, like, really... She's very stunted, so we... You know, that's just the truth. And the mom did it to her own mother. was, like, abusive to her own mother also. Right. It's crazy. It is crazy. But that is the... Murder of Robert Hickok. Yeah. And the conviction of Casey. We hope that Casey gets the help he needs. Yeah. I really do. And all these kids get the help they need. Um, I think that's it. That's all we have for today. I know it's kind of a shorter case, but it's still interesting. And it's a good conversation starter. Yeah. Um, It's just, it's kind of sad, honestly. It's just all around really sad. It's really sad because somebody lost their life and then somebody is saying that they were abused as a child and... Either way, even if he lived, a lot of people's lives are ruined. Yeah. Oh, man. Sad. It is. At least it didn't snow. I know. The last few times we recorded, it snowed. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully, we're finally almost to spring. Yes. Do you ever squish these? No. They're so soft. But that's all for this time. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.